But above all things, be true to yourself and in everything. Absolutely, unapologetically shameless. You are now tuning in to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am a day late and a couple of dollars short, but guess what? Better late than never. So what is up? What is going on in your world? Let me tell you guys, this is a secret, but I am not even in Atlanta. Um, Sis has been so stressed with everything and not even just stressed, just consumed by it because it was becoming big and I was becoming small. And I packed my things and I left. Okay. Yes, I am by myself. Yes, I am in a different state. Yes, I am safe. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the love that you guys are sending. I greatly appreciate it. But don't I already sound better? These aren't new mics. Yeah, no. These are the same old mics. Don't you feel a little lighter when you hear my voice? You know, okay. So what you got going on? Are you enjoying this fall going into winter feel? I am. You got your Zyrtec? You got your allergy medicine? If not, go ahead and pick it up. It's not on sale. It's never on sale. Anywho, I'm super excited to be here with you guys. I am just ready to rock and roll. I hope you guys enjoy season one, the introduction. And I hope you guys will stick with me throughout season two. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have a season three. So I'll roll right into it. The word of the week. The word of the week for us or for me to you is gratitude. Um, gratitude is defined as a level of greatness, gratefulness. And um, I think there should have been a comma or an asterisk that says, despite what it looks like. Um, because I think when we think of gratitude or when we are lacking gratitude, it's because it's not looking right. But I would challenge you to ask yourself, what are you looking at? I know for me, I've been struggling with gratitude this entire year because of what it looked like. And I forgot to look at what I've gained from it. Um, gratitude is something that's practiced. <laughs> gratitude is something that cannot be bought on Amazon. And gratitude is something that you renew daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. So um, I guess I'll kind of go into my example for the word of the week about gratitude. And y'all let me know if y'all feeling it. So with me still being unemployed and um, working, you know, little odd jobs here and there, so to keep food on this here table, I encountered um, an experience this past week where I was actually working something like a trade show. It was a lot of um, fun. And um, I remember coming home each day exhausted mentally, bodily, and um, emotionally. Like I had nothing else. Like well, I think one of the days I had came home and I had just took my shoes off. I think I might have showered. Don't judge me if I didn't. And I just laid out like I was just there. And for a moment, I started to feel ungrateful. I was like, dang, look at my life. 
here I am. I have all these degrees. I, I got all these certifications. I have worked in all these different avenues and I'm right back at retail and my body hurts and I'm tired and I should be past this, right? We have that timeline of where some things we're just not going to do. But then I was reminded to be grateful because some people aren't even afforded the opportunities to just specifically do this, you know? And then I had to think like, you're in a position, Sarah, to still be able to work to make the ends meet. And don't ask me where they meet. And I, I pray they meet in the bill collector that's calling, but, and still be able to pursue your dreams. So I had to change my perception and ask myself, Sarah, instead of what are you looking at, what does it look like? Me pursuing my dreams looks like me hustling hard and going hard in every aspect. That looks like getting rid of the stuff that does not need my attention so that I can be grateful. And so I wanted to just talk to y'all a little bit about gratitude. And this is very necessary that we... um operating gratitude. And I guess the greatest thing to think about when you're considering gratitude is not what does it look like, but what are you looking at? I had so many things that I could look at or so many things that was, what does it look like that I was not looking at the right thing. I was, I needed to be looking at the fact that I'm not evicted. I needed to be looking at the fact that I still have clothes on my back. I needed to be looking at, I have not missed too many meals forcibly and it doesn't matter what it looks like because now I'm looking at the fact that some people still don't even have that so that's y'all's word of the week so I'm back for our word of the week and this one's an interesting one mainly because when I wrote everything out over the break, I was hard pressed on this one and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come off of this one, but I feel like if it's still on my heart, then I need to talk about it. So um, I'll give you guys a story and then we'll kind of go into the word of wisdom. Um, I was recently dating a young fella, young man, and um, he kept saying that I was relationally immature. And um, that's an insult, you guys. Um, I felt like, first of all, who are you talking to? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm there, but not all the way there. And um, he was just like, you know, you have a mind issue. I'm like, what is a mind issue? He's like, you know, M-I-N-E. I'm like, I don't have a mind issue. He's like, yeah, you're selfish. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> throw one more stone at this here glass house now. Like, it's like, no, you really are. Every time I'm with or near you, you're talking about my apartment, my cup, my car. And I was like, well, whose is it? He's like, it's yours. I said, okay. And he's like, but you, you keep having to remind me that it's yours as if I don't know. And I said, well, what, I mean, what do you suggest me say? Like our cup or the cup? I like to use possessive possessive pronouns I'd like to believe like mine <laughs> and he was like no nah, there's something else there and I'm like well yeah no I don't know so whenever somebody gives me feedback you guys I go and do the complete opposite as I should which is pop off right 
I take that feedback, I write that down, and then I ask myself, is this true? Is this a true statement? I said, okay, Sarah, do you have a mind issue? I'm like, no. Well, do you find yourself to be selfish? (laughs) No. And then I ask an even deeper question. Do you feel the things that you have belong to you and only you? Yes. Okay. Do you find yourself struggling to share what's yours? Yes. Do you find yourself struggling to share your space? Yes. All right, guys. So (laughs) I got more yeses than noes. So it's looking like I was having a struggle fest here. So then I started to dig a little deeper, right? Because, you know, you definitely don't ever want to attack any problem on the leaves. You got to go to the roots. And I said, well, Sarah, do you find or have you found that there was some level of boundary breach of your things? I said, yes. Do you feel like you ever had ownership of of your things? No. And so it went deeper, guys. And I'm here to safely admit that my name is Sarah Jackson and I do have a my mind issue. But it's sometimes the problem is not the problem. Sometimes we're attacking the the leaf again and not the root of it. The my mind issue started many, many moons before this young gentleman even came into my life. My lacking ability to give my things up that are in my house started within the house. A couple of things. One, there was a fear of me giving something up and it being treated wrong. There was a fear of me giving something up and me not getting it back. There was a fear of people just taking without asking. So I had two two things going. I had a, this is what was happening in the past. I had created a boundary, right? So that that does not happen again. But then I still had the remnants of what was left. The remnants of what was left was that my home was representative of my heart. My my space, my being was representative of my my person, my body. And so at any moment, when I felt like that was not being respected, if that was being breached, then it was a breach against my heart. It was a breach against my body, even if it was a thing, because my body went and worked hard for this thing. And if you treat this thing wrong, then it's a it's an assault to the thing and then me. And so I really had to work on that one because um, my not having and then finally having we tend to hold on just a little tighter to it. Now, granted, I'll give you all the money you got. Like, you need some money, I'll give you some money. You want my shirt, I will go and find my exact shirt and give it to you. But you cannot have my shirt. And so that was the mind thing. My cup, my shirt, my car, my clothes. And it was something that I had to do, one, for that person to let them know this is my ownership. This is specifically mine. And then it was good for me because it was like, Sarah, you actually obtained something. And I told myself that one, I would never be in a previous position. I would never be in a position I previously was where I felt like boundaries were so breached to where my things or my person or my space was being compromised. Right. And on the flip side, it was, I've created this boundary so high that nothing can come in. 
So much so, obviously, me and this guy did not continue to date, of course, to where I can't get out of it. I literally was stuck in this, it's mine, mine, mine. Don't touch my cup. Don't touch my thing. This is mine, mine, mine. Like, and it was almost kind of childlike. It's mine, right? But, you know, as he said, like, I know it's yours. But for me, it was like, well, you don't treat it the way that I want you to. You know, some would say, when in Rome, do as the Romans. If you see me walk into my home and you see me take my shoes off, why wouldn't you take your shoes off? I am here to let you know, first of all, <laughs> and ain't got nothing to do with home training, okay? <laughs> Sometimes it's just not custom. And some folks are not mental and emotional mind readers. Some people have to be taught how to treat you. Many others are rarely paying attention to the little intricate details that we know, that we know are obvious, right? And so for me, I was really struggling with the mind issue. I didn't want to be in the position to where I had nothing again. So you work so hard to obtain it, but it was just a thing. And I was like, you know, surely things can't break you down. But in actuality, I learned that they could. Because it was the hard work and the and the effort that I put to get that thing. So then it became a double assault. Like, it, I promise you guys, it was like a double assault. Like, so you not only said, screw your item, screw the person who went hard, went and worked hard for the item is what you're also telling me. So I was stuck in the mind issue. Like, it's mine. Don't touch it. It's mine. So you just, so that's how you're going to hold the cup. So that's what you're going to do with my heart because it was semblance of that. It was a simile of it. Like if you're holding this cup and you're just spilling juice, is that what you'll do with my heart? Just handle my heart haphazardly. And I've had to learn how, which I am still learning, how to disconnect the two, right? My home is my sanctuary, but it is not really my heart. And it's okay if someone drops a glass, but I was so anal retentive. Now I'm easy peasy anywhere else, but inside my house, the moment you walk into those doors, it's like you've walked into my heart. So I had to learn and I'm still learning how to disconnect the two. What happens after I move out of that place? I have to build a new heart, right? Our hearts go under different types of things, right? But my home isn't my heart. My heart can be found there. Pieces of my heart has been given based on how I've put so much into it. But just because someone walks in without their shoes on does not mean they're just going to stomp all over your heart. But that's how I was taking it because it was mine. And so I know the word of wisdom is selflessness and being able to just give yourself Give your things, share your people, share your place, your space um, intentionally and genuinely. And I can honestly say it's been a very long time since I've been able to do that without being on guard. And um, I like to think of fences, right? I think of tall fences. They're excellent. No one can get in, but no one can get out. So for me, my prayer has been to learn to balance the fence, you know, because at least some stuff can get in, but at least I can still get out. And although all the bad can't get in, some of the good can come out of it. 
and learning to teach people how to treat me, trauma included. Can't take that off the menu, okay? You got to know because that's where those boundaries are created. That is where we create these similes for my heart equating to my home, my body equating to my clothes, don't touch me. All those different things are created from the boundary breach. So in this here season, (laughs) my hope for you is If you are struggling with a mind issue in any capacity, whether it's from kids, spouse, family members, coworkers, um, walker buyers on the street, is that you start to question where it came from and why you stop giving so much and start from there. Never attack the problem at the leaves, always attack at the roots. And now I'm back for the woman of the week. All right, guys. I hope y'all still sticking with me. Hope that wasn't too heavy. So this week's woman of the week is someone I actually um, previously worked with on a couple of projects, which was kind of cool. But I actually got to work with this lovely young lady again. And before I announce her name, I kind of want to give you guys a little overview about her. Um, She is the founder and creator of Live Bold for Life. She's a self-love advocate life coach and an actress and singer. And um, her name is D'Antoinette Shine. I think this woman is phenomenal. You can find her literally on Instagram um, at either her business page, Live Bold for Life, or D'Antoinette Shine on Instagram. I think she is phenomenal. But one thing I can say I noticed about her and I can say another thing that I noticed about myself is her ability to Um, recognize all of her gifts and talents and capitalize on all of them. A lot of times, um, a shameless beings are told we are doing the most. And I counterbalance that with how can you be so sure? If I'm only doing two things, then that's not enough, right? So we're not put here on this earth to just be one thing. There's so many parts and pieces of ourselves that we can give to the world that the world needs. And this is a woman who does not limit herself. You know, I know sometimes, you know, when you're growing up, people say, what do you want to do? And you would say, astronaut, dancer, and I want to be a nurse. And it's like, okay, you need to pick one. We're taught to just pick one. But in this day and age, you need them all. It's okay to be a writer, a thinker, a speaker, a technology guru, because all of those things Make up who you are, and they all help manifest your forward purpose. Um, Some stuff, some gifts, some talents aren't for today. You know, some gifts and talents are for next year or next five years or tomorrow. And so I guess along with all the other insight and wisdom we popped off on this here show, I just want to say don't limit yourself. It's okay to be a multifaceted, multi-talented multi-threaded person. The world needs that. But above all things, be true to yourself and in everything, absolutely, unapologetically, shameless. 
You are now tuning in to the Sincerely Shameless podcast.